You're listening to Market Boldly, an award-winning podcast for executives, brand managers, branch managers, marketing directors, and sales managers in distribution who want to build their brand, stimulate sales, and drive profits. And now, here's your host, marketing consultant, trainer, speaker, and columnist, Katrina Olson. My guest today is Michael Ivanko, Vice President of Marketing for Reading, Pennsylvania-based From Electric Supply. Founded in 1958, From Electric operates nine electrical distributor locations throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Michael Ivanko has been with From Electric since October 2015, almost three years now. Prior to joining From, Michael was marketing manager for three distinct companies operated by Spanco, Inc., a leading American manufacturer of overhead cranes, where he worked for eight years. As VP of Marketing for From Electric Supply, Michael is responsible for building the company brand, directing its marketing efforts, and leading From's marketing through the digital transformation. Uh, so, Michael, welcome very much to Market Boldly. I'm uh, honored to be here, and I'm happy to be a guest on the Market Boldly podcast. I'm a big fan of podcasts, and <laughs> you know, when I'm out on the road, I like to listen to them. So. I appreciate you having me. Sure. So I was trying to remember when we met, I think it was at an AD marketing network meeting in Dallas at the Gaylord Texan, the beautiful Gaylord Texan resort. Wasn't that it? It was. Yeah. It was. That that resort is insane. It's like a small city with a roof over top of it. But yes, that was a great event. And I believe you did a kickoff speech there. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I wish I had had about three times as much time as I did. Um, and then I had to sort of speed through the little networking groups. <laughs> it was good. I was glad I went. And yes, it's a beautiful resort. I didn't stay there because, wow, yes. I flew in and then flew right back out. So the easiest thing for me was just to uh, stay at the airport, which is fine. Yes, good, good move. Yeah. So anyway, um, a few months ago, I was sitting in another airport. I can't remember where, but we had a very interesting conversation um, about content marketing, marketing technology, right. CRM systems, uh, some of which I think you may be knee deep or at least ankle deep in right now. So do you want to tell me how that's going for you and From Electric? Sure, Katrina. It really has been an adventure. Uh, it's been challenging. I've been learning a lot. Uh, but both myself and the company, you know, we're following a roadmap and we're certainly still early in that journey. Uh, we recently made upgrades to our ERP system. That was one of the first steps on our technology roadmap, which are leading to some of our marketing technology, yeah. uh, infrastructure and installations. And those upgrades are laying the foundation for these big changes that are coming and having a roadmap to avoid roadblocks and wasted time. It really is critical to the effort of um, what what we're calling the digital transformation. Yeah. And you really do need sort of a plan. And uh, I mean, I struggle with this a little bit and I'm talking with some other clients about this, that it's, it's all so new to us. I mean, most companies I've talked to have ERP systems um, and then really the, the CRM sort of builds from there, correct? I mean, you need that ERP as a foundation before you really jump into CRM. Don't, isn't that correct? That's correct. Um, the, the best way I can describe it is um, your digital transformation can be mapped out visually uh, as it relates to the uh, technology platforms or marketing technology platforms that you're going to need. And the reason that map's so important is because some pieces of that puzzle may need to be in place before others. Uh, and it also can, be, can save you a lot of money too, because if you implement uh, 
the wrong uh, CRM upgrade or the wrong ERP upgrade, and then you can't install something in the future, you end up having to spend money to go back and get it right. So having a roadmap and a technology partner to help you is very important. Yeah, and there's so many options right now. I mean, there are the big companies like the Salesforce, and I mean, what are some of the other big ones? I know, like I mentioned to you in, a, in an earlier conversation, I'm working with Web Presented CRM, which is a little bit younger, newer company, but making some waves. But there's so many options and choices, and sometimes those are packaged together. You know, some companies like here's your ERP and your CRM and your marketing automation, and then some of them are sold as and marketed as separate pieces. So how did you navigate that? Well, yeah, you're correct. There's quite a few options out there. Um, you know, you have Salesforce, you have Microsoft Dynamics, you have yeah. Oracle, you have Sugar, there's Zoho. Um, they all offer similar packages, but then within those packages, the details can be very different. Yeah. So, um, you know, when it comes to choosing technology like a CRM, uh, you really need to have um, industry peers that you're talking to. You need yeah. to have people that work in the technology world that are maybe experienced uh, implementing CRM systems. You know, one of the things that I found interesting when I first engaged CRM almost five years ago at a different company, um, I actually brought in a CRM broker who is essentially does the same type of job from, from does in the supply chain, but they're doing it with CRM. So oh, they, smart. you know, they represent like maybe five or six different systems and then they come in and they kind of assess your company and maybe make recommendations based on what your people prefer or, or how they view based off their experience, what might work best. And oftentimes those guys won't charge up front for the evaluation because they make their money once they help you get a system and then they sell it and then they're maintaining it throughout the, you know, the next who knows decade. Oh, that's interesting. The reason I liked working with a broker like that is because they've seen so many different CRM implementations. They see the CRM from the cultural side, not just the technology side. They're not there just to sell you um, a system and, and throw it to you and then leave you to the wolves. They're, they're there to help you understand the cultural shift that needs to happen as well. And that cultural shift sometimes is even bigger uh, a bigger challenge than mm -hmm. simply buying a CRM and, and using it. So. Yeah, and I think the good companies are going to do that with you, like the good um, ERP and CRM companies. Hopefully, they're going to do that as well and sort of help you through that transition. And, and that's that's not always true, though. I, let me tell really? you, I've dealt now, you know, CRMs matured a bit since I had last done a CRM evaluation, but I'll tell you, you know, some of these companies are a little bit out of touch in the sense that they make the software but then they have distributors and depending on the, the, the value of the distributor and how good they are relating what they do, you know, for me, the first time I reached out and engaged Salesforce, you know, my first experience was through a webinar and it was awful. Um, because, and they're huge. They're a big company. That's part of it, I imagine. Yeah. Right. And that's not, you know, that's not a knock against Salesforce. I mean, I think they have a powerful product, but it really depends on who's presenting and how good they're at, at assessing that. But if somebody's doing, a um, presentation like that from a location that's, you know, a thousand miles away, how can they possibly understand the cultural challenges right. 
that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So those are things to keep in mind. Yeah, that's interesting. I think there's a there's probably a market for like CRM or MarTech or technology consultants, and I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know who they are. Actually, I met one perhaps today. I'll learn more in the near future. I'd like to talk about some of the issues electrical distributors are facing today in terms of marketing like CRM, um, and particularly with marketing technology. I've written a few articles for mm-hmm. TED Magazine and Hardwood Floors Magazine about content marketing and CRM and marketing automation, what distributors should be including in their, what we call their MarTech stack. Um, In addition to a CRM and an ERP, Mm -hmm. what other things, what other products or platforms do you use as part of your MarTech stack? Well, um, I mean, I would, I would step back there a second, you know, it's a tough question to understand first you know, how the industry at large, the electrical industry is dealing with um, the marketing stack. Right. Um, you know, it it's difficult for somebody like myself working at yeah. Prom to have a view of the entire industry, but it is. my impression is that most of our, my peers and people in the electrical industry are a little behind the eight ball when it comes to the marketing technology stack. And I'm guessing that's probably typical for an industry like yes. this. Um, in fact, I think there's a stat out there, and I, I, I apologize that I can't remember where I read this, but there's a stat that says that almost 90% of marketers feel marketing technology is extremely important, yeah. but only like 9% of them feel they actually have a stack that they're using the way that they should use it like mm-hmm. it to its full potential. And so you're going to have this wide variety of companies, you know, you're going to have a group of companies that's the early adopters that are less risk averse, they're willing to make the investment. Yeah. Um, you know, they, uh, but we're talking about things like email marketing platforms, e-commerce, CRM. Um, those are the types of things that people are using in our industry. You know, those are the types of things that my company from is using right now, because those are the, the that's like the, the easiest to adopt and try to use, but as a whole, I'd say the industry is kind of lagging when it comes to adopting new marketing technology or philosophy for that matter, because um, marketing technology like true inbound social networks, marketing automation platforms, robust analytics, that type of stuff is less common. And companies that understand inbound and demand, uh, demand generating tactics in the new tech world, stuff like personalized content, programmatic advertising, lead nurturing, Mm -hmm. um, revenue being driven by marketing, that stuff just isn't common. So for me, um, you know, from when I first came to the company, from was kind of in that traditional mindset. And so not only do we have to adjust to what we've already adopted and ensure that what we've adopted to date is being used properly, (laughs) but then we also had to lay out a roadmap for the future for where we want to be five to 10 years from now. And, you know, one of the ways that I kind of assess where we're at versus say other industries is by talking to peers in the the marketing world. You know, um, I have some friends that work for digital marketing agencies and you only need to talk to somebody like that for 10 minutes to understand where your industry lines up compared to, you know, another more um, progressive uh, progressive industry. Right. And, um, you know, but I think that's starting to change. It is. And I think, you know, like companies like uh, we didn't bring up the Rockwell name yet, but companies like Rockwell Automation are driving distributor change because they have very high standards, which is now translating down to their distribution base. And so um, it not only means 
you know, investment into platforms here from, but it's also having to culturally change to allow our business to be driven by the platform. And, and sometimes I think that's actually more difficult again, like I mentioned earlier, than the investment itself. Yeah. Changing um, the culture. You mean changing the culture? Yeah. 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 And, and in terms of where we're at as a company, like right this second, you know, the key thing is, um, you know, thinking about where we're headed in the future, you know, I can't mm -hmm. overemphasize enough how critical it is to have a game plan because a lot of marketing technology can create what I call the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's in marketing knows that. Term. Oh yes. Yep. And, and so, you know, business leaders want to keep up. And they, they, they want, they don't want to lag behind their peers, you know, in, in the electrical distribution world, you know, especially, uh, independent distribution, you know, we belong to AD, you go to these group meetings, you know, nobody wants to be the guy that's in a leadership committee meeting who says, oh, well, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. everybody wants to be keeping up. So oftentimes that translates into owners or presidents asking their people to get into stuff. Hey, we need to do this. We need to do this without necessarily vetting or laying out an actual strategy. So one of the first things that Fromm did was, you know, we got together as a team and we talked about what our goals were in the company. So forget about MarTech for a second. Mm -hmm. We talked about what are our company goals? What, what do we want to, you know, where are we going to be five to 10 years from now? And how does marketing leadership and marketing technology play a role in that? Sure. And, you know, there, there were even though that's a marketing based view, there were sales aspirations attached to that too. You know, we, we do have sales goals. We have places we want to be financially as a company five to 10 years from now, but then it's about laying a foundation to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And that really started for me with my department marketing and then it, and that sounds like a weird marriage, but no, not really, in, not anymore. This, yeah. In this world today, you know, that relationship's critical and, and we work together to build a roadmap and that meant working with technology experts to understand and assess yeah. what our current platforms and technology capabilities were and then determine whether there were holes and where we needed to make an investment. And so, you know, I would say that understanding and assessment mm -hmm. and then reviewing and selecting vendors, mm -hmm. um, you know, some companies choose people to work with from an outside consulting group. Um, just like we discussed there with CRM. And um, we personally decided to outsource some of that. You know, we're kind of evolving to a new business model where we outsource a lot of our information technology at this point. And so having that business partner provided us um, a close partner oh, um, interesting. that can okay. give us kind of a third party view. I mean, that's what they're experts in. So it's great to have a business partner like that that can help mm -hmm. you make smart decisions when it comes to reviewing things like CRM platforms, ERP upgrades, um, marketing automation systems, etc. So, yeah. but it, but it is, it's a business decision from the highest levels of the company, Katrina, because making a commitment to that type of game plan requires big investment. And, and it's more than just the money for a platform. It's people, resources, it's a lot of things. Right. And getting everybody on board. And I think I've seen and I've written about the need to close the gap between sales and marketing. Now you're pulling IT in, which is smart. And I, I think 
this trend, if you want to call it that, towards um, more marketing technology will help facilitate that because you're going to have to work with your IT guys or gals, and you're going to want to work with sales because marketing is going to directly feed into what they're doing and support them. Um, and you're right. It all starts with strategy. And this is something I harp on all the time. You know, it's like, it's so such a big deal. It is. And I think we just, we get so busy with our day to day. We forget to stop, step back and say, really, what are we trying to accomplish here? And that applies to like marketing planning and campaigns and marketing technology. It applies to all and running your business. I, I think in terms of the technology itself, I think over time, we're going to see the same thing that sort of happened in social media, which is things will consolidate, companies will consolidate, the, the some of the players will fall off, and a handful of hopefully good companies will remain. And, I, and we're starting to already see um, companies are saying, okay, well, we have an ERP or we have a CRM and now we're going to add marketing animation to that. And I know this is happening with Infor and, and we've seen it with Salesforce, right? So I think that will make it easier in some regards, but it's going yes. to take some time yes. to shake out, you know, and hopefully the good companies will survive and it will get easier for somebody, which is not to say you should wait. You should not wait. <laughs> you know, you should, you should start working on this now. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. with regards to that, what do you feel for you or if you can speak somewhat on behalf of the industry, what are some of the challenges of getting on board with marketing technology? What, what are you seeing? What have you been through? And what do you see other, um, and I want to make a, I want to give a shout out to Rockwell because this is, I think the first major discussion we had was you saying, yeah, Rockwell sort of said by, I think it was 2020, we want all of our distributors to have a strong yes. ERP, e-commerce, um, CRM and marketing automation in place. And I think that rattled sure. some people, right? Yeah. Well, I think so because, you know, it, you know, we just made this point that the industry, the electrical industry as a whole is kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to marketing technology. So to hear something like that, you know, some of these terms they're throwing around people, right. their eyes glaze right. over when they hear it because they don't have it. And now if somebody at, at the manufacturing level is requiring that so that mm -hmm. we can do business better as a partner. Scary. Well, yeah. That, that, yeah. That can be kind of scary. If, if, yeah. If, you know, it's all, it's all with good intention and sure. it's certainly something that businesses should be considering, whether it's somebody like Rockwell driving it or not. I mean, the, this is the future of, of marketing and business. Right. So, um, so what are some of those challenges? Like, why do you think some distributors are sort of slow to jump on board and what are some of the challenges that they're facing? Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things like in an industry like this, you're always going to have the naysayers. Um, you're always going to have people that are going to say, you know, well, that's great. All these things are nice, but it's still all about getting out and talking mm -hmm. to people face to face. I mean, I see this like literally every other day in this industry where somebody who uh, has been in the industry for 20 or 30 years is telling me that uh, we just need to get back to basics. And it's always going to mm -hmm. be about personal relationships and going out and talking to people face to face to make sales calls. And you know, th th maybe there's some truth to that in some way. There but, is some. But the reality is, if you don't get on board with some of these things, I just don't feel like companies that make that decision are going to be able to compete in the future. Because yeah. when you think about the visibility that some of this new marketing technology provides, it provides insights into your customers, how they behave, mm -hmm. how they engage your brand or service and products. And using the data that you gather on them, you can begin to make 
decisions that are really laser focused, where you're given the right people, the solutions, solutions that you know, they want to hear about because you know, they're looking for right. And the companies that make those types of investments are meeting the behaviors that are changing with the new generations that are coming into the industry. And, and that's not just our industry. I mean, that's like every industry. Um, so you just see it more prominent or it's happening more quickly in other industries. But the big discussion here is that um, digital transformation is also driving organizations like From uh, to shift from a multi-channel marketing approach to an omni-channel marketing approach. Um, I don't know if, if, you know, how much you talk in your articles that you write about the distinction between multi versus omni, but there's a true marriage there to this whole digital transformation piece. Yeah, I would like you to expand on that because I'm not entirely clear on that. So if you don't get on board with the marketing technology, you're really, you know, the kind of the joke that we talk about in Marcom is that you're making a commitment to marketing like it's the 1990s. So, you know, you're watching like Full House on Friday night, not, um, you know, listening to MP3s on your iPhone. Um, Customers expect a seamless experience nowadays with your brand. And whether it's following you on social, engaging you on a responsibly designed website, reading the content you just pushed out, watching your YouTube video, calling your inside sales staff, talking to somebody face to face. Um, and especially those last couple pieces, um, the traditional touch point with the sales team, get ready because when those millennials take over this industry yeah. and the Gen Z folks, yeah. stuff's going to change so fast. You're not even going to have time to think about it. I mean, I, Your I, head's going to spin. Yeah. yeah. I wrote down a couple stats here that, that I'd come across over the past year. And, you know, by 2020, they say most customers will manage business relationships without talking to a person. Wow. Now that's, you know, maybe that's a little aggressive, but the reality is when you think about e-commerce technology, like online ordering, online Mm -hmm. portals for bill payment, EDI punch outs, the ability to transfer orders without even having to call a salesperson, that stuff's already here. It's just not prominent yet. Um, Customers, you know, they're getting further and further along in purchasing decisions before they engage sales, regardless of price points. You know, customers could be spending in upwards of 20 grand or more on something and they're not even dealing. Talking to anyone. Right. Uh, The younger B2B procurement specialist, they start with web searches now. Yes. If you think about the old school purchasing departments, you know, you used to have a guy who knew somebody at From and they were best buddies and they went to the bar after work a couple nights a week and they they, they were just connected to the hip now yeah. this new person doesn't know that guy from doesn't care about that guy from because they grew up in a world where if they need something they hop on the internet and look for it yes yep and i see that in a lot of industries too so that's just what they knew and and customers report reading content before making decisions and i think oh, yeah. one of the one of the big ones is I saw a stat that said one in five mobile device users are on that device every five minutes throughout the day. Holy cow. That's my daughters. That's my teenage daughters. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know about you, but like I am addicted to my phone. Me too. I'm married to my phone. I know. I get Um, very nervous when I don't know where it is. Like even if, and this is so bad, even if I'm driving down the road, like when I'm like, make sure my phone's in my purse, you know, (laughs) because we feel so disconnected. Yeah. So think about that for a second, Katrina. If you have that type of relationship 
relationship with your phone or tablet. Yeah. Think about how that's going to impact buying five to 10 years from now. Yep. Yeah. You know, your marketing technology and your ability to engage people with a customer experience on those devices is going to be so critical. You know, where they see you when you're top of mind, the engagement you have with them is going to be critical because that's where they spend all their time. And that's where they're going to expect to be able to do business if they want to do business that way. Yeah. I want to revisit the relationship idea for a minute. For those people who are saying, oh, you know, one-to-one contact matters and personal relationships. Yes, that's still true. I think what this technology does is it gives you the ability to scale that. So you can put people in a group and say they like to be communicated this way or they want this kind of information. And it takes all that knowledge that used to be housed in a salesperson's head and puts it in a digital format that everyone can access and share and benefit from. And, and, and that's not to say, honestly, Michael, I think, I I think you and I, I don't know if we connected before that AD meeting, but I was telling you, I just talked to a gentleman named Greg Carter. Hello, Greg. Um, Earlier, he's going to be a guest in the future. I talked to him earlier today. We met and started communicating on LinkedIn before I ever saw him anywhere. And we just literally spent an hour and a half on the phone this morning, just talking about different things we could do together or projects we could work on and kind of giving each other help and advice. And we, this was the first time we talked and we had a wonderful hour and a half long conversation because we had actually developed that relationship on LinkedIn first. Right. You know, same with John Favallo, who was a previous podcast guest, same thing. He'd been commenting on my stuff. I'd been commenting on his. And finally, I just picked up the phone or maybe he did. I don't know. We're like, hey, let's talk. And we had a wonderful conversation. Then he was on my podcast. So it's not to say that those relationships aren't going to matter or exist. I think with some people, they still will. But you're right. I mean, instead of it starting personal and going digital, maybe it's going to go the other way around. You know, you may get to know people digitally and then you connect with them personally because you're working together now. And another thing you said, which was really important is people, especially the younger generations. And it's funny. I just had this conversation. My daughter painted her bathroom and she got a new shower curtain. She wanted to get shower curtain hooks. I was like, well, honey, let's just run down to Walmart or Target and get some. She goes, no, we can just get them on Amazon. We have Prime. We'll get it in two days. I'm like, yeah, but we could just run down the street and get them. She's like, yeah, but we could order them and have them. Right right there's your your, uh, future. Your future. Right. And, and, you know, getting back to that, multi-channel versus omni-channel marketing, you know, ultimately what I mean about that is multi-channel is how we've been doing it. It's, it means that you have multiple pathways through which the customer can engage you to do business. They can call your inside sales staff on the phone. Mm -hmm. They can look at your social media feed. They can talk to your outside sales rep. They can talk to your e-commerce system, whatever. The reality is that's multi-channel because it's a whole bunch of different experiences that the customer's having. Mm-hmm. Omnichannel means taking all of that and bringing it into one easy to use seamless experience. And it's one that's not only easy to use, but it's individualized to the customer that's using it. Mm-hmm. It's consistent, it's free of roadblocks, it's efficient. And these things are only possible through marketing technology. So some of these uh, challenges that you know, we've talked about how have you addressed those at from, and maybe we've answered this question already, but like, let me, let me rephrase that because what I'm really getting at is what advice do you have for distributors? Who- and if you want to hear the answer to that question, you'll have to tune into the next episode of Market Boldly, where we'll pick up this discussion with Michael Ivanko of Reading, Pennsylvania based from Electric Supply. Until then, this is your host, Katrina Olson, encouraging you to market boldly. 
You've been listening to the award-winning podcast, Market Boldly, with marketing consultant, writer, and host, Katrina Olson. If you need help with marketing planning and strategy, writing, content development, or qualitative research, or if your organization needs a trainer or speaker for a meeting or conference, visit KatrinaOlson.com for more information. Find this and future episodes of Market Boldly on Katrina's website at KatrinaOlson.com or subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Market Boldly.